2: your super hits radio joy 99.7 stay with us
0: to many around the globe. Transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah (music) Otebill. And now, today's Word. So, God is able to turn nature against the enemy. And sometimes God delivers His people from the enemy's scheme. Sometimes he allows them to get to the point of even catching you. And it seems as if now they have succeeded. And then he delivers you. As he did to the three Hebrew boys. They were caught. They were put into the fire. And the fire did not burn them. Daniel is put into the lion's den. And the Bible says God shut the mouth of the lion. So sometimes he will confuse the enemy. And they will fight each other. Sometimes he will scare them. Sometimes he will use the forces of nature. And sometimes he just allows you to walk into the trap. And then he delivers you. He fights for you. He will make the fire not burn you. And the lion will not eat you. But you will be in the lion's den. So just because he allowed you to go through the fire doesn't mean you were going to be burned. And just because he allowed the lion's den to be your home doesn't mean you'll be eaten by lions. He delivers in many ways. Sometimes before the battle, sometimes within the battle. But the Lord is a mighty man of war. He's a ninja warrior. Or in Ghana we say he's an asafo fighter. He delivers his people from the schemes of the enemy. And then sometimes God delivers fights by allowing the enemy to fall into their own traps. This is what he did in Esther chapter 7 against Haman, who set up gallows. To hang a man of God, Mordecai, and set an appointment for the people of God to be executed throughout all the land. And the gallows he has set up was used to hang him. It is very dangerous to set traps for God's people, very dangerous. Because for all you know, God will make you set the best traps for yourself. So don't be too frightened when you hear people are setting traps. It may be that God is just waiting to use it against them. So God fights for his people in many ways, he fights for his people in many ways. And throughout all our battles, we have to be cognizant of the fact that the Lord is a man of war. And if we are his children, he is on our side. There are battles you are engaged in now that are bigger than you. And the only way you win that battle is for God to get involved in that battle. Somebody say God is fighting for us. What does God fight for? What does God fight for? What kinds of situations will get God involved in a battle? There are people who fight for land. Because they need to get land. Some fight for money. Some fight for girls. Oh yeah it's true Major wars have been fought in this world Because of beautiful ladies And Nations have fought Over women Nations have fought for money Nations have fought for oil Nations have fought for land Nations have fought for all kinds of things So when God Is getting into a battle What is he fighting for He must fight for something he can't just go and fight like my friends when we we're kids and you go home and you didn't win anything. Then your parents are angry with you too and beat you up at home. So what does God fight for? What gets God to say, I will fight for you? Few things. First, he fights for his sovereign will to be done. God fights for his sovereign will to be done. He fights for his purposes to be established. The most important agenda of God is his will. That is why in the Lord's Prayer, the first Request In the Lord's prayer If you know the Lord's prayer It stays, starts with our Father Who art in heaven Hallowed be thy name now, That is not a prayer request Our Father who is, a, uh, who is in heaven Is an affirmation Hallowed be thy name Is praise or worship Then it goes to the first request Thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Before God deals with your daily bread, his will must be done. The number one thing God fights for is for his will to be done. And whenever his will is under jeopardy, he will fight to restore his will. (laughs) That is why when God gives you a sure word my son I will do this for you my daughter I will do that for you and people mess with that God gets into the fight because his will must be enforced He's the enforcer of his will and don't ever think that a word God gives you will be sabotaged by a human being or the devil himself If it is the sovereign will of God that you prosper, and anybody touches that, God has to get into the battle to rectify the situation and establish the status quo. That is your victory. So I don't know what the sovereign will of God is concerning you, but God will fight for his will. When God has a will that he wants to bring to pass he will fight for the will to be brought to pass. He said to Abraham your descendants shall be slaves and afterwards I will bring them out. And when the time came he said to Moses go and tell Pharaoh it's time up. What I said 400 years ago this is the time. He should Know what is going to happen and let the people go. For his own good. And if he doesn't let them go, I will touch him. So Moses went and said, Pharaoh, God says the people should go. He says, are you serious? He says, God says, if you don't let them go, he will touch you. He says, I don't even know who God is for him to touch me. He says, okay, let it start. Water, blood. Next day frogs Next, next day boils on people And then people are itching And, and people are getting all kinds of problems and, 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 and then darkness Cows are dying They said Even the magicians of Pharaoh said Sir We know this stuff This one Where it is coming from We haven't been there before This is the finger of God We haven't seen this before. And the last one, God says, You want me to touch you? I'll touch your future. Your children. And they said, Ah, they still pursue. And he touched the whole army. When God has to establish his will, he will touch anyone who is interfering in his sovereign will to be done. He will. He will go to battle and he will do things. You know, people know God. As, he's a merciful God. He's a good God. Yeah, he's good, but there's another side of him. He is a Lord mighty in battle. And if you don't stay on his good side and you go and stay on the battle side, you are in big trouble. He fights for his will to be established. Secondly. He fights for his name to be glorified. When his name is on the line. He will fight. When anybody says I'm going to do this. Because you say you are a Christian. I'm going to disgrace you. I'm going to dishonor you. Because you are a child of God. They put the name of the Lord on the line. God will fight for you. God will fight for you. And thirdly. He fights for his righteousness to be established. He fights for what is right, for justice, for fairness, for equity, for right treatment of his image. Human beings. God fights for his righteousness to be established. Whom does God fight for? Whom? This is a very important question. Is God interested in fighting the battle between Asante Kotoko and Akra Hasefok? Is that a battle God will get involved in? Is God going to fight the battle between Ghana Black Stars and Nigerian Green, Green Eagles? Does God fight your wife because she didn't cook well for you? Or your husband because he's watching too much TV? Are these battles God gets into Because you know sometimes people say God will fight for me. You know husband will say God will fight for me. Your wife God will fight for you. And wife tell her God will fight for me. Is God going to fight marriage battles? When Ghana is going to play Nigeria we pray. God will fight for us. Send your mighty power. Come down. Oh Lord. And the Nigerians are also saying, Send your mighty power. Come down. So which side is God going to fight on? <laughs> So which, whom does God fight for? If God fights, whom does he fight for? So I'm going to show you whom he fights for so you don't invite him to battles he won't fight. Whom does God fight for? God, number one, fights for his redeemed covenant people. His redeemed covenant people. In the Old Testament, that was Israel. In the New Testament, it is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The entire body of Christ. In the victory of the church, we have our victory. So when anybody rises against the church of Christ to fight the church, God will have to fight to deliver his redeemed people. Not just individuals, but the church as a body. But because we are also members of the church, we participate in the victory. Just like God fought Egypt on behalf of Israel as a nation. But if you were a Jew going through the Red sea that day, you also had your personal victory in the larger victory. But God's fight was not for you as a person, but for the entire body. Anybody who comes against the church, God fights them. He fights for his redeemed covenant people. Secondly, he fights for those who uphold his name. Elijah against the prophets of Baal was a battle for the name of the Lord. It wasn't Elijah's personal battle. It was a battle to establish Jehovah as the God to be worshipped. When a believer upholds the name of the Lord publicly, they allow God to take sides with them in battle. Those who uphold his name, he fights for them. Number three, he fights for those whom he uses for his purposes. God's will is done by people. And when people want to fight people that God has a purpose for, God will fight because of his purpose that he has called somebody to achieve. So when you read the Bible, you will see uh, that Most of the battles that God fought for people, whether it's for David or some other person, it was because of the purpose of God. Not because David is a nice guy, but because the purpose of God has to be established. And if you interfere in the purpose of God because you don't like David, God will fight you because his purpose of God requires David to do what he must do. So sometimes a person you may not like a person But there is something God has determined to do And God says this is the person I'm using to do this And if you try to interfere in the person's safety I have to neutralize you God is a terminator That's an anthropomorphism He will terminate you Now it doesn't mean he hates you but you are interfering you are interfering in his plan and he has to push you aside and, and when God pushes you aside, the hand is so strong you go, go you roll to the sea. So just him pushing you aside can cast you aside. So he fights for the people who are fulfilling his purposes. And the last group of people that God fights for, this is a dangerous group. Those who have no one to fight for them. And in the Bible, God warns people. In Exodus 22, verse 22, 24, he says to Israel, You shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. If you afflict them in any way and they cry at all to me, I will surely hear their cry and my wrath will become hot. And I will kill you with a sword. Your wives shall be widows and your children fatherless. Some people read this and say, I, 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 This is Jehovah. We thought he's, he loves everybody. No, he says, My wrath will be hot and I will kill you if you touch some particular people. So, when somebody has no one to defend him and you deny the person the cause of justice and fairness and equity, God's anger becomes hot and he will fight you. Even if you are his child. Because this was not against Egypt or the Assyrians, this is to Egypt, to Israel. He's is saying to Israel, his covenant people, if you mess up with a widow, a fatherless person, somebody who is weak, I will kill you. And he's telling Israel, in other words, even if you are a believer and you Pervert justice, you expose yourself to the wrath of God. Someone said, but Christ has redeemed. You. Yeah, you 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 will finish with you and you go to heaven quickly. <laughs> you won't go to hell. No, 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 you won't go to hell. you go to heaven ahead of everybody else. Because God is jealous for the widow, for the fatherless, for the stranger. For those who have been denied justice and they have no one to cry to because the ears of those who must hear are shut. And he says, if they cry to me at all and hand over their case to me, you are in trouble. He said, but I'm, I also believe in Jesus Christ. He said, yeah, you believe in me too, but you are touching the apple of my eye. People who have no one to defend them. No one to speak for them. It doesn't mean that when a widow does something bad, don't talk about it. Because they are bad widows too. (laughs) Or fatherless, where a fatherless person comes to steal from you because he's fatherless, let him know. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying that when you take advantage of the weakness of the widow, the weakness of the orphan, the weakness of the stranger, the weakness of an alien... Who is living in your country, who has no cause to justice, and you go and steal his property because you are a citizen? God says, I will fight for him. I will fight for him. When justice is denied, fairness is denied, there is no equity. The laws are turned upside down to fight against somebody who has no one to speak for him. He can't even hire a lawyer. And you have the power. And so you use it. God says, stand properly. So I'm just telling you, I'm I'm your pastor, I have to tell you the truth. God wants to fight for you. But if you go and mess up with the wrong people, the Lord who must fight for you will fight against you. I hope that's that's a good word, isn't it? (laughs) I know some of you are thinking, "Hey, hey, he's God fighting against me. What have I done wrong?" <laughs> no, I'm not. It's not just about having a case with somebody. It is when you are denying justice, God will fight you. And this is not Old Testament. It is also New Testament. You find it in the book of James. Jesus said to the little children, "If you mess up one of these little children," Jesus, gentle Jesus, meek and mild. If you mess up these children, he says, it would have been better if you had not been born. <laughs> and he says, it, 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 it will be like somebody hung a heavy load on your neck and threw you into the sea. This is New Testament. Both Jesus and James. Don't mess with people who have no defense. Leave them, pray about their case, but don't mess with them because God will mess with you. And when He messes with you, sometimes it is for a long period, transgenerationally. Finally, let me conclude Exodus chapter 14. Verse 13 to 14, I started with it, I'm ending with it. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Three things if you want God to fight for you. First, don't be afraid. Refuse Fear. Throughout the Bible, God will tell people whom he wants to help, fear not, fear not, fear not. Because fear cannot dwell with God. Fear activates the power of Satan. Faith activates the power of God. So if God is fighting for you, don't fear. Fear sometimes seems very natural. Because the situation is fearful. He says fear not It's a command In other words you are trying to fear But don't hey, Don't fear <laughs> don't, hey, don't fear It's a command You want God to fight for you Fear not hey, Fear not That's a command You want God to fight for you Fear not Number two, stand still. Don't panic. Don't run helter-skelter. Don't do anything rush. Don't be hysterical. Don't go around telling everybody about your troubles. Stand still. I know how hard it is to stand still when you are in trouble. Can you imagine if you were in Israel? Pharaoh's army is coming. They are charging the army. They are coming with their horses. The Red Sea is not showing any signs of improvement that it will open. I mean, how how will you behave? You start running. Hey, 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 hey. And then Moses comes and says, fear not, stand still. Stand still. Stand still. I know you feel like running. Stand still. You feel like telling everybody about your problem. Stand still. You feel like, stand still. (laughs) You want God to fight for you? Stand still. You feel you shouldn't stand still because every instinct in you is telling you to run. But He says, stand still, it's an instruction. And the third thing he says, see the salvation of the Lord. Watch God. When you fear not, you stand still. Just keep your eyes on God. Not on the sea, not on the army. Watch what the Lord would do. I came here to tell somebody, watch what God would do for you this day. Watch what God would do for you This coming week, watch what God is going to do for you by the end of this month. Watch what God is going to do for you by the end of this year. Stand still. Fear not. Stand still. Watch God. And that is the word of God I came here this morning to give to you. Watch God. Watch what he's going to do. See his salvation. See his salvation. People will start fighting each other. Watch God. He will raise a storm. He will terrify the enemy. He will use the forces of nature to disperse them. He will deliver you from the lion's den. Just watch God. Turn to somebody and tell them, watch God. Turn to another person and tell them, just stand still and watch God. Because the Lord will fight for you. Are you being denied justice? The Lord will fight for you. Is the enemy far stronger than you? The Lord will fight for you. Fear not, stand still, watch God. 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 Fear not, stand still. Watch God. Just watch him. Just watch him. Just watch him. He's about to throw some lightning and some thunder. He's about to allow the earth to open for people to go into the earth. He's about to open the Red Sea. He's about to shake the heavens and the earth. Just fear not. Stand still. And watch God. May the Lord your God, whom you trust... And whom in whose hand you have put your soul, may he arise and fight for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebile, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebile,
2: email otebile at centralgospel.com or call 233 302 0
1: The discerning ear, and the spirit of radio, bring lots of cheer, sweet, sweet, tell me, oh, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, that must surely be joy. Give it to that is great joy, joy.
0: 99.7. That is great joy. Great joy.
1: Joy
2: Give him praise now, for he alone deserves. His time exactly is 34 minutes after seven, wow. and you enjoy 99.7. You're welcome. Uh, a great deal of uh, uh, right honor we give to the man of God, God. Dr. Mentor Utabol, as usual. It's blessings. blessing. The repeat of oh God, of uh, God will fight for you. God is fighting for you. I'm telling you the Lord is fighting for you. Yes. Especially when you feel very, very weak, down and out. I see him do something really great in your life. To mesmerize everyone around you. The Lord bless you again. Make time with Him same time next week. Or better still, every weekday afternoon after the news at 12. You're sure to find Living Word here on Joy 99.7 FM. Uh, now, though, I want to welcome you so specially to The Reason is Jesus. The Reasoning is Jesus. <laughs> I begin with a, pro, um, a song. From Jeremy Riddle, he says Jesus is more than a friend. I don't know what Jesus is to you. If he's more than a friend, if he's closer than the
1: brother,
2: or closer than your auntie, he's in your heart. He's reigning in your mind. Everything that's got to do with you once again, you're welcome. My name is Mike say We want to spend some time, yeah. some very quality time, uh, to get intimate with our Lord using the uh, instrument of music this morning. The Lord bless you for choosing joy and 99.7. Share the love, get somebody else to tune in, and let's get together and do this to the glory of the Lord, Jeremy Riddle more than a friend. In the quiet of my
1: soul In the stillness
2: Friends, your merciful touch always heals me. You bring joy to my soul, and I pray that you draw me even deeper, deeper into you. Reason is Jesus on Joy 99.7 FM. i That is why this morning we're laying our lives down before your throne. Be exalted, O King of kings and Lord of lords.
1: None besides the Lord, none besides
2: the Lord. The reason is Jesus on Joy, 99.7 FM. It's another song um, I keep myself away. I give
1: myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. away. I give myself away so you can.
0: Come on, let him know.
1: I give myself away. I give myself away, so you can use me. I give myself away. So I what would happen This a generation away, embrace this? So come on, come on. Here I am. Here I am.